There's a Chinese legend about hungry ghosts, entities that devour human emotions, spirits whose sole purpose is to sustain themselves in our realm by feeding on our warmth and energy. Hello and welcome back once more to the History Obscura Reading Room. I and all the Lycoi wish you a very happy October 15th. As you well know, assuming you're an acolyte of mine, this wonderful Halloween business began in pagan Europe. By the medieval period, children and poor peasants would knock on doors on Halloween night, begging for food or coins in exchange for their service in praying for the souls of the dead associated with each household. I believe some of you will remember those libations as soul cakes. Now, in a remarkably similar tradition in the Far East, it seems that the spooky season begins in mid-August, when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead parts. This is the month of the hungry ghosts, when spirits from heaven and hell are free to roam the earth and spend time amongst the living. There are several versions of the origin story for Taoists and Buddhists celebrating this holy month of ghosts, and this is one of them. Once upon a time, Mulian was a man from a devout Buddhist family. His mother, who like all Buddhists was a strict vegetarian, unknowingly consumed meat in her soup one day, which had been prepared by somebody outside of the home. When she died, she would not admit this mistake, as she was unaware of it, and therefore found herself in a level of the afterlife where suffering was paramount. Mulian's mother had been transformed into a preta, a hungry ghost. Tortured and wasting away in this realm, the woman made contact with her son, who tried to soothe his mother's soul by feeding her. Unfortunately, the rice he offered turned to burning charcoal in her mouth. She was starving, but there was no way to feed her. Desperate to help his mother, Mulian went to the Buddha to ask for help. Buddha explained that none of the hungry ghosts could eat mortal food unless specific rituals and incantations were carefully followed. Buddha showed Mulian how he could offer food to his mother and other ancestors trapped as pretas during Pravarana, the end of the monsoon season, which usually occurs on the 15th day of the seventh month. Furthermore, by feeding one's ancestors in this way and performing the correct rituals, Mulian and other mortals would be able not only to soothe their hunger, but to guide them through the various levels of the afterlife until they could finally be reborn as humans. Now, Mulian's mother craved food because her supposed sin was centered on the consumption of meat soup. Other pretas have cravings to consume items much more bizarre and often disgusting relative to their sins in life. Pretas dwell in the waste and desert places of the earth, and vary in situation according to their past karma. 
Some of them can eat a little, but find it very difficult to find food or drink. Others can find food and drink, but find it very difficult to swallow. Still others find that the food they eat seems to burst into flames as they swallow it. Others see something edible or drinkable and desire it, but it withers or dries up before their eyes. As a result, they are always hungry. To appease the hungry ghosts and help our loved ones pass through the preta stage of their karma, we can offer them properly prepared food and drink throughout the month of the hungry ghosts. Incense sticks and burning papers fill the streets, as do figures of multitudes of people praying for the dead. However, there are certain things one should never do during the month of the hungry ghosts. Don't hang your clothes outside through the night. Don't leave it outside on the balcony or on the window. The shapes of clothing is said to attract visiting spirits who will gladly come over to borrow your garments for the night. Apparitions may also leave behind their misfortune-inducing aura on your clothes. Don't stand too close to the wall. According to Chinese folklore, walls naturally give off a cold and sinister aura, making them major hotspots for ghostly gatherings. Don't take the last bus or train. The last shift on public transportation is often believed to be brimming with invisible customers who are probably just waiting to pounce on the first vulnerable mortal they can find. Don't leave your slippers facing towards the bed. Rumor has it that slippers act as compasses for victim-seeking phantoms, so keep them pointed away from you at all times. Don't take pictures late at night. Unless you want to trap vengeful spirits full of bad karma inside your camera and bring them home with you. Don't shave your legs. There's an old saying in Chinese that says each strand of leg hair can scare away three ghosts. Don't whistle at night. Whistling is said to attract roaming ghosts, and people who break the peace of a quiet night are also said to have to pay a price. Be careful what you say when you're out on the streets, because they are listening. Don't walk near people who are burning incense paper. These are called hell notes, and they are quite personal. Don't step on the incense sticks lying on the ground. Do not mess with the offerings. Spirits are gathered around eating the victuals, and they will not appreciate being bothered. Doing so will surely be something you live to regret. Do not sit in the front row at performances during Hungry Ghost Month. Chinese opera performances and concert stage shows take place throughout the month to entertain wandering spirits, and the front row seats are specially reserved for unseen VIPs. Do not go into the water. It is said that vengeful water spirits lie in wait for a substitute to take their place in death so that they can finally be reincarnated. Some people even go as far as to postpone any travel by sea to avoid mishaps caused by mischievous spirits. And finally, 
avoid wearing red or black, as these colors are very attractive to the wandering ghosts, and you do well to keep your distance. Now here's a personal account of Lani Suji Jono of Indonesia during her very special Month of the Hungry Ghosts. The firstborn female in my family can see beings from the spirit world. My mother and I are both firstborn. The local Chinese community in Surabaya hold their annual Sembayang Rebutan during the seventh lunar month to pray for and feed the spirits released from the underworld that lack family members to perform ancestor worship. As the name implies, spirits make a dash, a reboot, for the food on the table the moment prayers are concluded and they are invited to feast. That year, as precocious four-year-olds, my cousins and I were let loose in the temple compound while family members set up the altar. We kids decided to play hide-and-seek. One cousin thought the best place to hide would be under the table heaving with food, offerings, hell notes, and incense. We ducked under the table and were supremely pleased with our ingenuity. From under the table, we heard prayers, bells chiming, chanting, and soon enough, it ended. There was a palpable hush, and we both grinned that we'd been under the table for so long without being found. I heard rustling, and suddenly, from under the table, I saw hundreds of legs, partially covered by the tablecloth, converging to the table. There was a huge commotion above us, and things were falling, clanging, breaking, and spilling. The table swayed like it was being pulled left and right. This went on for a few minutes. I assumed the grown-ups were just arguing on how to set the table. After some time, we got tired of waiting and emerged to see no one near the table. The temple-goers were all at a respectful distance away. Later, Mom asked me where I disappeared to during the prayers. She practically turned white when I told her I was underneath the offerings table. When I asked why there were so many legs near the table, and about the din they produced above us, her pupils dilated even further. She made me promise never to pull that trick again. Later, she explained that I'd had a sampling of my special ability. As a child, I simply surmised that the invited guests had finally arrived and were tucking in. Nothing strange about that. But as I grew up, the gravity of what I'd seen that fateful day sank in. I had witnessed firsthand the stampede for food by the hundreds of hungry ghosts that had turned up for their annual feast. It wasn't merely a ritual, but a real event where the dead cross over to the world of the living. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you two or three more times this month for some very special spooky Halloween episodes. Good night. Thank you.